It's true. <laughs> so when you score above average and you're in the toilet, you're up on the bowl. You're uh, at least you're on, on the, the rim of the bowl. Dwellers. Yeah. Right. You're 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 inching closer to the seat. <laughs> you're up on the lip of the bowl. Right. Yeah. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, we're uh, we're here. We made it. Barely. Barely. Honestly, barely. We have never recorded this late in the week. I don't think we have. We. I know we have it. This is the first time this has ever happened. Are it's, you sure about uh, that? Absolutely. We've never recorded on a Thursday. No. Yeah. Entirely my fault, but we're here. No, look, we're listen, ready to do this thing. I, well, listen, we've said this before. I've said this many times. Our listeners understand life. Sometimes life happens, and guess what? Our schedule gets thrown off a little bit. But listen, we—why are we here, Scott? We're here because there were matches, and we love the Premier League. Love those matches. We love That's the right. Premier League, and we love fantasy football, and we love to talk <laughs> each other about it. Can't wait to get to those matches, but but what are you going to say ahead of it? Well, look, I wanted to say this. Getting into the matches, because I know you love to get to the matches, I wanted to give a listener, a a new listener, a new friend of the pod, a little little recognition. One reason why I love doing what we do, number one, I I love – there's many things about England I love. I, I love their football. Um, I love their accents. I love uh, how you meet people from different parts of the country, and they have different British accents. The British accent, in general, is way better than any American accent. Anyways, this past weekend, my wife and I were out of town. We were in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, had a great had a great weekend. And uh, I went to we 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 were doing like a little riding bike tour, um, except we were our own tour guides. But it was fantastic, and we stumbled across. Uh, this little liquor store, this little, and, and like, as we walk in, I'm kind of glancing around at things. Brian, I saw some Wellers. Um, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I was, so I was hard to get that out. It's hard to get here. And uh, so anyways, I was checking a bunch of things. All of a sudden, well, uh, saw a booming voice comes from the back. I was like, anybody want a tasting? And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> anyways, bottom did, line is. Did anyone say no? It was sort of an impromptu tasting. A few other people walked in. But listen, this is a very small place. So it wasn't like there was tons of people around. There was probably about six or seven of us. It was fantastic. There was a gentleman there, uh, Todd, who was South Carolina's finest. I mean, literally wearing overalls. N- knowledge about bourbon in whiskey beyond your imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, he tells us about all these things, different moon signs. Fantastic. What was even more impressive than this, and I didn't know I was this was about to happen. So my wife every once in a while likes to consume some gin. Then there was another worker there. There was there was a, there was a couple guys there, and um, so I asked one of the gentlemen about some gin because there was a bunch of different types of gin. Bottom line is this: a guy named Stephen from England, from Liverpool ends up educating me about gin. And I'm like, if I want to know about bourbon, I want to hear about it from the redneck from South Carolina. And if I want to learn about gin, I want to learn about it from someone from England. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, fantastic. Anyway, so uh, in the process of talking to him, uh, my wife uh, mentioned that I do a podcast. and He's like, hey, listen to a few podcasts. And we were, had already started talking uh, Liverpool football. 
Um, and I shame you know much to your dismay. No, no, no. Listen, I like Liverpool's cool oh, with me. Okay, I like okay. Liverpool. Just uh, I love Arsenal to be better than them, but they're not this year, so it is what it is. So I shamelessly admitted that I was an Arsenal fan, and so he he felt bad for me. <laughs> uh, anyways, but uh, <laughs> had a great conversation. Uh, and anyway, so now uh, he listen. He's a new listener to the pod. He's a subscriber. So uh, thank you, Stephen, again for making an enjoyable uh, uh, moment there for us at the the tavern. On Rainbow Row in South Carolina, in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you go down there. Those guys will not disappoint. Is that I felt our like sponsor? No, but listen, if they wanted to sponsor us, I would give them a ad spot every week, every week for one bottle a month. I, it would oh. listen. By the way, we're better when we drink Palmetto whiskey. I brought some back with me. Is one of the best whiskeys I've ever drank in my life. Obviously, it can't be called bourbon because it's not made in Tennessee or Kentucky, but it is. Is that the rule? At, yes, absolutely. It is absolutely fantastic. Palmetto whiskey. They only make it there in South Carolina. Uh, the Palmetto State is amazing. Not- Anyways, uh, Brian? That's a good question. Um, I got to say, for a while there, I felt like you were yelling at me. <laughs> I probably was. I probably was a little bit animated. It, listen, it was a great weekend, other than the fact that I broke down on the way home. Why were you crying? That's always fun. Uh, no, no, I wasn't crying. I was crying because the whiskey was so good. Broke maybe. down is what he means. So good. We should get to the matches. <laughs> oh, broke down. I, my car broke down. I, fi- I uh, emotionally didn't break down. Okay. My car broke down. All right. I thought maybe Arsenal wasn't playing. Or well, did they play? Honestly, international... And for a third and for a third usage, we will now break down the matches of the <laughs> match week thirty one of the Premier League. This has been one of the more train wrecky uh, opens that we've yeah, ever had. Well, no, that's a good story. Uh, now we can, and now we can, now we can, now we can, now we can move on. We yeah, can sure. get into the thing. All right, fine. Here we go. We're going to go into the four matches, but we're going to do a slow build because everyone really just wants to know, Dave, who won our debate. In our last episode, and, and I can and I can give a, a bit of clarity to this in a segment that we would like to call, "What did we learn?" Okay, no, I like there that. Okay, go. sure. Okay. So we're going to build to this. So we're going to go through the four matches right. in the Premier League and finish with kind of a, I don't know, a an, summary a, of what yeah, yeah. of what we learned. That's exactly That's right. Exactly. Right. So here we go. Brian, give it to us. On one to more the matches. Time. On to the matches. Yes. Bournemouth two. West Brom won. I didn't expect you to start with that match. I said slow build, man. Okay. okay. For the first That's time fine. all year, West Brom begins our pod. That, and it will be the last. For I God's sake, this will be the last time I hope to mention West Brom the rest of the year. No, you won't. You'll mention them again. J-Rod gets the scoring started, but Jordan Ibe and Junior Stanislaus give the cherries the points. You know what's amazing is Jay Rodriguez uh, gets – so lucky with a goal. Honestly, he could not play striker for the failing moving cities MLS Columbus crew. Whoa. Dave, okay. That is that is hard, man. Jay Rodriguez is Tony Pulis already told us how he was gonna score he's gonna score uh fifteen goals or something like that this year. That's what Tony Pulis said at the beginning well, of the year. That that's not the case. Look, man, this is exactly what you we're hoping it wouldn't be. I know a lot of people threw their weight behind uh, Bournemouth players, Bournemouth defenders uh, this week. And just as it was foretold, uh, West Brom, which Albion uh, lucked a goal in uh, to destroy your hopes of a clean sheet uh, really early on in the second half of the game. West Brom this year, 
is worse than a giving up Sunderland last year. I think that's the only thing in recent memory that you could compare it to is the is the collapse and and uh, the apathy that it that you could that was the is palpable apathy. Is that too many P's? No, absolutely. Uh, I, I feel like that. I feel like that's kind of where it was with Sunderland as they were on their way out of the Premier League, and probably this year it looks like they're out of the uh, Championship as well. It's are, is that really? I they're, haven't paid they're attention. Dead last. Oh my gosh! If you want to pause. Surprising. If you want to pause one second to verify that, I'm nearly I'm nearly sure that I just saw well, that. Well, no, I I so what what I would say is it's not completely fair because about two months ago, Scott had framed it up as saying, "Hey, listen, it's going to be a whale of a like a whale of a end of the year relegation battle because there aren't that many bad teams, mm-hmm. and West Brom and from the last two months has can no one has sucked better than them." And they have now a clear cut, like they're getting relegated. You want some? You want some meat for that bone, Dave? Sure, give me some meat. <laughs> Twenty-four points lost from leading positions. Yeah, most in the Premier League. Wow. Also, the most that a West Bromwich Albion team has ever lost in a in their Premier League history. So, one other observation from this game. It's why Johnny Evans said there were a few tears after the game. Wow. They really, they really I, need matches to be seventy-five minutes long. Hey, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I know you. I'll tell you who wasn't shedding any tears after that game. Ben Foster. You can't convince me anyway, other than the fact that the answer is yes. That he didn't have money on that game. Oh, you think to he let can- in the goal from Jordan Ibe, which mm-hmm. I had actually playing on my team, so I wasn't completely upset about that. But to let that goal in, yeah, completely pathetic. And then to let in the second goal from Stanislas from like fifty yards away, yeah, I could have the walked same, over the, the same and kick. just poked it with my finger and defended that goal. It was so far away. It was. A, I'm not taking anything away from the kick. The kick was was perfect. It was perfectly in the upper ninety. But Ben Foster, he can only Stanislas can only shoot for one spot if he wants to try to make it, and it has to be that corner. Yeah. Anyways, it's just like a, how, a in, kick, how a, in the heck can that happen? A kick he barely missed, similar, yes. the exact same kick earlier in the game. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, shooting for the <laughs> same corner and he almost got it. How the f- it? Anyways, bottom line is Ben Foster made a killing. Guarantee you, he had money on that game. Junior Stanislaus continues to be uh, pretty good. A, a decent, a decent own. Um, his his thighs and hamstrings uh, <laughs> make me very nervous. No, he is my uh, he's my fourth midfielder, mm-hmm. and uh, he either You're happy with that Scott. Uh, yeah, for the most part, it's not too bad. I think if, if my team was healthy, I probably would have sold him by now, but that's just not the case. Yeah. No, it's just I feel like this is that like you got the worst possible outcome. I think here because uh, you know Callum Wilson was one of the most purchased. I mean, just in that short list of guys, you you know, you did better right. if you had Rondon right. this week. You know, Rondon ke- keeps also being, Somewhat you know, certain. now is useful. Like where it seemed like he was would not be that at any point this season. Now, you know, we said that last week. You know, he's got you know a couple goals and now and an assist in the last like six weeks or something like that. But still, not somebody that you're rushing to get, especially because West Brom is West Brom. is toast. They, they are, they are toast. toasted and toast. toast. Yeah, 
and Alan Pardew might be toast before the before this is all said and done too. He he just curses people recently. It Man. seems like everywhere he goes, he brings he sows uh, seeds of apathy. I know for sure. I mean, NBC Kyle Martino was talking about that. Like that, in a way, it's almost like he was. It's almost like the the comments that he's been making. It's almost it's almost like a dare, uh, like for the for the ownership to. F- to fire him it's almost like he's like egging them on yeah. like well i mean i don't know they might need to make a decision before the end of the season it's like what are you talking about man like if like, they had someone lined up he would have been gone a long time ago that's what, the issue what point. if they bring back tony Pulis? there's no way <laughs> there's no way is there anything so, worth mentioning about this that'd hey, be so no. funny hold on a second i was gonna sell jordan ibe and on a whim decided to keep him he scored it worked out good for you. I did. Lucky, lucky you. Like he's probably gonna make me hold on to him for another week. Listen, he's not expensive. I was gonna sell him for someone else, like maybe Emilia Vojevic or something. But I don't know. I guess I'll hang on to him. Well, I would say you definitely would. Definitely next next week, and maybe even the next two weeks, because I mean, at Watford and home to Crystal Palace, right? Are decent. Uh, is both really really solid matchups. So yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad at all about having him for those. But other than that. I mean, Scott, you feel like he's better than McTonamay? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, probably. Probably, right. Yeah. Sure. Huddersfield nil. Crystal Palace two. The winning goals coming from James Tompkins and another Luka Milivojevic penalty kick. Yeah. No one fights harder for their team than Crystal Palace. Mm. Crystal Palace. They, they must love Roy. Uncle Roy. I feel like, like surprisingly, mm-hmm. it just seems like something. seems like Crystal Palace has a bunch of younger players uh, kind of up up and coming. It just doesn't seem like Roy would be able to relate to them. But they are out there playing their ass <laughs> off every week. Yeah, it's true. And Wilfried Zaha is back. Yeah. And he's having an impact. So as long as he can stay healthy the rest of the way, I think Crystal Palace stays up. Yeah. I hope so. Well, and that's that. what Roy Hodgson said after the after the game. Like, you know, this is this is the this is the team. I feel like we're getting healthier. This is more this our squad looks more like what it was when we were getting results. So, I think not only is there the the health factor that's that's improving for them. I don't think I mean like I just feel like that's a confidence that's there that that definitely is not that you could not say the same thing about for say Stoke, or definitely not for West Brom or any of the floundering bottom bottom teams, Palace ha- feels like they have not only improving fixtures but improving health. You're right, Zaha comes back and starts, and immediately they get points. And so um, he did sub off a little early, two minutes early, 88 minutes total. But um, you gonna hold that against him? Well, no. It was that it, initially it was thought that it was just a it was just for fatigue or something else but in the end he he said he felt like he should come off because he was the quote his exact quote was i was getting hacked down for the, at least 10 minutes straight <laughs> which which so, he, he does look, we, i was gonna say scott you've said this before like quoting st- statistically no one gets fouled when he's on the field more than really than zaha right well for yeah i mean reason. and and i mean it was jonathan hogg aaron moy and chris you know christopher schindler all three were were cautioned for for act, for fouls on him. Why, why do everyone, within that? Why does everyone hate Zaha? Well, because he's fast. Do they not? It's like- so funny because he, you know he talked he talks about it. 
he talked about it afterwards and you know and saying he was hacked down he said he he also acknowledged that it was that it's difficult for him because of his reputation for diving and then he feels That's like and he feels like it's it's a it, you know he's like a double-edged sword on the field like he's getting actually fouled a lot but he knows that that's going to go against him because, because he goes he down like he easy. Dives, right? Yeah, I mean it's so he he is aware of that, uh, and it but it doesn't it doesn't change how good he is when he's out there. One of my uh, free hit pickups this past weekend was Patrick Van Onholt, mm-hmm. and I picked him up anticipating a possible goal once again in this match. Didn't yeah. happen, but a clean sheet here and also, a bonus and a bonus exactly point. right seven six seven in his last three matches. And a and a more of a, it's it's weird because I feel like earlier on in the season he was nowhere, and then now you know he's he's become more of the fixture he was maybe, uh, you know, last year definitely definitely when he was doing the same kind of things for Sunderland a few years ago. But hey, Crystal Palace's schedule is not bad. No, that's what I said. It's really improving after, especially after they're done with Liverpool. It's Z- really nice. Zaha's price, fair to say, is at a six point eight. It probably used to be at seven, and mm. has dropped two tenths of a point. I think it's probably pretty easy to say this is not going out on a big limb here, Brian. Yeah, that this will be the lowest that he his price is at. Yeah, and I think I mean if you're buying, I mean the 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 thing that might keep his price from skyrocketing, I feel like it'll keep it'll probably stick around that price. He's sure it might go up. I just think because Palace, even with good fixtures, has no double double week the rest of the year. I don't know how many people are going to make him a a a bot player. But would you sell him for, or would you, sorry, would you sell Marco to buy him? That's a tough call. I would want to see. When, when was the last I, time I would, Marco's done anything? Well, I would want to see Marco. That's the thing. I would want to see if there's any way that West Ham can recover any kind of form here. They are just so dismal right now. Uh, and Palace, you feel like Palace does have a little bit more energy and kind of spark there. So I don't know. I don't know that I would do that swap yet. Um. Would you would you rather own Shakiri or Zaha? It's probably still Shakiri, right? I feel like it's about the same. I mean, I I I Shakiri. I feel like Shakiri is more likely a goal scorer, though. He's a he loves Shakiri. He does, and I, I'm a clear Zaha over Shakiri. If Zaha's gonna play, man, when when he's playing, no. he's usually a pretty ownable player. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've said this though earlier in the season. I mean, he's like a goal. An assist. I mean, it just seems like he. It seems like he has a. I, I don't know. I just feel like Shakiri's floor and ceiling are higher. That might be true. But but I'm not. But nothing against Zaha. I feel like Zaha has been. Sure. I mean, he's the. He is the crucial piece for Crystal Palace. If he's not out there, nothing works. It's obvious for them that nothing works if he's not out there. So, kind of hard to say. Is there anything to mention about Huddersfield? Not after this match. No, just disappointing all they're around. They're hot and cold. They're just hey, meh. They're down hey, there in the bottom. Of the, there's a reason they're, they're towards the bottom of the table. Their first shot was 63 minutes into the game. Jeez. Wow. Their first no save for Wayne Hennessy until the 81st minute. Weren't they playing at home? This yeah. is yes. This is what's terrible about them. This is just in the just in general statistics following the match. Zero goals in 17 different matches for Huddersfield this season. Scott, are Eight. they just playing to stay up? Eight of the last sure. eight of the last eleven games, no goals. Where are they gonna like? We've said that before. Where are they gonna score? They they score in a flurry here and there. Yep. It's Steve yep. Mounier. It's it's Pritchard coming in and having an effect, and Van you Lepara. had him. And 
That's and right. Just, yeah, no, I, I was hoping for something. And they did Christian. nothing, nothing at all. Not a thing. So, I don't know. Really disappointing. Before we go to the next match, we need to get a word from our sponsor. Oh, good, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Hi, I'm Steve Mounier. Oh, man. Welcome Huddersfield to the, Forward. Welcome to the show. We didn't do so well in the snow this past weekend, but you know who did? Gary Scott Groundworks Landscaping and Maintenance. At Gary Scott Groundworks Landscaping and Maintenance, we can clear snow with short notice after a fresh fall. We can work with you through inclement weather to come up with a strategy for snow clearance. We can also grit paths, car parks, and driveways, both residentially and commercially. I could use that. We're available when you need us most, so get in touch to find out more about our winter weather gritting and clearing services. You can find us at our website, gs-glm.com. Co.uk. Yeah. That's Gary Scott Groundworks Landscaping and me. I'll tell you what, man. Give Gary Scott a call. They'll hook you up. That is a really solid deal from Steve Mounier to plug some nice landscaping and ground, ground stuff. I love it. And timely, too, considering the snow that yeah, we saw. Yeah, say, man. Perfect timing. Blizzard. You can't teach week. timing, Scott. That's right. Stoke 1, Everton 2. Charlie Adam gets sent off, so Jenko soon. Puts two in. It's just enough to overcome Shupo Moding's lone goal for Stoke. 2-1 Everton. Brian. Yes? With with Adam, the Adam Rooney, with, with that play, do we even need to to call it? Like, shouldn't we just let it go? I mean, it was it was old balding brick crime and old balding brick crime. <laughs> right? Like, you are... just, like, let's just let him settle it on the pitch. Just let it be. And then... You know, maybe settle it at the pub after the game. I, I just like did anyone like that only affected the game in a negative way. You're, all Charlie you're doing Ball. is you're conjuring old timey fisticuffs uh, images that, in my mind. When I see both Rooney and Adam, that's exactly what I picture as them. Them a with their, old, like old early twentieth century bare knuckle boxers. Yeah. Absolutely. And both of them with the both Must- of them with little bit of handlebar mustaches. Yes, yes. Uh, now I don't, Dave. I feel like they did have to call it. Um, it seemed like nobody argued except Shakiri for a second, and but only because he almost got it. <laughs> right? Yeah, Mar- Martin Atkinson showed the the red to Shakiri first, but um, now I don't know, Dave. In the in the spirit of bare knuckle fighting, yes, I feel like they should have let it go and let them settle it somewhere else. But yes. in the spirit of actual on the field performance, I feel Look, like it was and- it was. It was not a good challenge from Charlie Adam. Shakiri was upset. He was he was quick to the ref. Mm-hmm. Looked like I listen. I'm not an expert at reading lips. It looked like he said, "Come on, it's snowing." <laughs> like like what am I supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? It's snowing. Yeah. He's, he's an he's an aging balding football player. Like what's he supposed to do? I don't know. That's it, a good question. It's interesting because we've talked about Shakiri, his uh, fiery. Uh, temperament over the last few weeks, almost playing. We we I said a couple weeks ago, like he doesn't have a relegation clause in his contract. Like oh. he's going to be stuck at Stoke if they get relegated. <laughs> he was fired up again, man. Yeah. yeah, interesting. It wasn't from lack of effort from him. Now seven straight winless streak for Stoke City. This is not helping your relegation battle. Uh, four draws, three losses. No. Um, and I went big on Stoke defense in my free hit. Mm-hmm. That hurt a little bit. Actually, hurt even more that. Uh, at first, it hurt a lot that Eric Peters didn't play. Yeah. But then it wasn't so bad. Because you got a sub in. Because Luka Milivojevic <laughs> subbed, <laughs> subbed Amazing. in. Amazing. <laughs> luck of lucks. Um, 
Eric well Peters, done, Scott. Uh, Scott, you may have heard this. Um, well, you may have heard me saying this minutes before we started recording this podcast because I was saying it out loud towards you. Uh, yes, Eric Peters. And I responded. Fine. Yeah, that's true. Now that I think of it. 70,000 pound fine for violating club rules by attending a VIP, some VIP event at a Cheshire nightclub. That is the a night massive before fine. the event. The night before the event. Massive. 70,000 pounds? I think everyone, it seems like the general feeling from Stoke, uh, Stoke ownership is. Uh, overwhelming disappointment. You feel like you you need better leadership from your guys, especially in this uh, this atmosphere. See, but he's acting like someone who has a relegation clause in his contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, that's very is true. Um, Jank, okay, Jankto soon. <laughs> man, Jank threw Jank threw a Jank right into everybody's turbine nine, with this performance. Nine eight thirteen. Yeah. He's he's a he he's he's on fire. Right games. Now. I yeah. oh, that's right. I own Kane Aguero and Jordan Ayew. Yeah. You need Tell to... me why I shouldn't replace one of those three with Jinkto soon. Um, my first thought about not transferring them in is their immediate schedule. So immediately, the first matches that they have are uh, City and Liverpool. Are City and Liverpool. So. I'm not counting on much from Everton in those two matches. Their last five are very appealing. Yes. So after that, so that's why this week I was really happy to that Theo Walcott did anything. You got an this assist. We got him. the assist on the second Tosun goal, which was a legitimate goal. The first one he was offside. The first. That's one. what I thought you were going to be more mad about, Dave. Is that the first? Well, what, the Jenks' what first goal, he was clearly offside. Not only was he clearly offside, but it took. DCL and Keen both literally whiffing, looking like they're in slow motion, just like faking like they can't hit it. And the ball just kind of bouncing around. There was literally two other players in better positions to score this. And then old good old Jank kind of walks up and kicks it in because no one else wanted uh, to. According to Ryan Shawcross, uh, um, apparently – he protested. They they all felt like it was clearly offside. He, he is claiming Shawcross is claiming that Martin Atkinson told him uh, that his that uh, the other officials saw that he was clearly onside, and that all of the officials are professionals and that they are very good at their jobs. Probably a fair assessment. You don't get to that. I'm point. sure they are. I'm sure that's very true. It's just funny but that, that in a, that right in a situation a that this yes in a situation like this where they were uh, obviously wrong. Um, Scott, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Jenk. I, I won't buy him before they play City and Liverpool. Could he get a goal in one of those two matches? I think you would be hoping for one goal across those two matches at the most. Yes. But I think you would I think you might have a little bit of a freak out if he scored one goal against either City or Liverpool. Yeah, probably so. No, I think it's a good call. I think it's one of those situations where you got to zoom out a level or two. That's why you got to listen to our podcast because we're good at that and not jump right on Tosun just because of his solid form and just wait a little bit. And then after two matches when he doesn't score and everyone's freaking out because all of a sudden he's not scoring and they're upset about that, you come back to us and you remind yourselves that, no, he's got five great matches going out. That's when you buy him. Um, I just would like to say again, if you look at the save statistics for Jack Butland, uh, He's the only one of the only other people that um, I feel like for Stoke you, that you know you you 
could pick up some points. He didn't kill you this week, even losing two two one. Three it's, points. Three points, but this is like I think he's I think he's gone on 115 saves in the last six weeks here. Uh, it feels like it's just an endless stream of shots very, that, he's, that he's saving. Who here. who's who had the most saves? Was it Heaton? This feels very Heaton-ish from last year. Like when Heaton had like was setting records with saves. Hey, were these uh England's two goalkeepers in this match? Pickford versus Butland? Seems like it. Are those two battling out for England's number one? And and uh, who's going to win? That Isn't battle? Pickford starting this? Uh, whatever England's next he is, is. But I think the rumor is Butland's got the edge on him. I'd probably play play Butland. A, a healthy Butland, I'd probably play Jack over Jordan. But I, both are good keepers. Yeah, I feel like they are both. Who's good. their third one? Is it Nick Pope? Should be Pope. I think so. I think it's right. I think so. We could be wrong, and listeners will let us know. I like guessing. Liverpool. Five, Watford nil. Now, I said we were going to build because the story of this fantasy weekend with four matches was did you captain Mo Salah yeah, or not? Or triple captain. Well, if you did. Some people did. I almost, I, I'm, I'm serious. I literally almost did. That would have been amazing. To, to mainly soften the blow because I, I did not use a free hit this weekend. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe he's gonna, he hits here and, and really helps me out. I didn't. But uh, wish I would have. Firmino scored one, but uh-huh. the story is an solace. amazing one. That's true. Firmino at the ballet is what I like to call that. He mm, kind of I like it. Jumped in the air, pirouetted, barely nicked it in, and sheepishly ran to his buddy and kind of gave him a hug. I do like the camaraderie after they score. Yeah. Salah with the uh, fantasy soccer FC quarter pounder. Yes, he did score the quarter pounder, and goals. his first goal. Uh, there's nothing like breaking an ankle. So, on, so what I was gonna defender. say is, number one, pray for Miguel Britos. Yeah, yes, Britos, seriously. Britos, R.I.P. Ankles both ankles done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything else really to say about uh, Salah. I think Dave, you should probably handle that if you have anything to say about him. No, thankfully I captained him, and I've said this before that it was up until this past. The past two weeks, I've always said it's, it's, it's this is Harry Kane's golden boot. He's not giving it up. Sure. Considering injuries at this point, mm-hmm. and the fact that no one <laughs> since Luis Suarez has left the league has been this hot at scoring goals, ironically a, a former Liverpool player, that uh, the golden boot is Mohamed Salah's to lose. And, and obviously that's not, wow, not, not taking a big risk on that, Brian. I wish we would have looked up what the... Um, what the what any odds like betting odds were on him, you know, either prior to the season or even running through the season for him to win the Golden Boot. Oh, before the season, it, it would have been near. it might have been Leicester City type championship. Not odds. that high, but he probably <laughs> was on the the fringe of consideration. Some but then some he got lucky a bunch guy of shots. He got accused of being uh, terrible things like uh, a rhino, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, he did. He's, he's and now a he terrorist. He never scores with his touch beard. goals. They're blasts in. Okay, like I can't make that plural enough. Blasts. Yeah. Like he, but listen, he's awesome. He's great. Yeah. He's had some goals that are messy-ish. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a That's massive right. compliment. Obviously. That's listen, right. his third goal, Brian. I would. I would almost argue was better than his first goal. If you watch it in slow motion, this is fascinating to me. Solid dupes their ent- Watford's entire defense. 
He he literally made them look as they were performing a synchronized swimming routine. Three defenders were following with him. He cuts back, and like all three try to come back together. If they all three had done something different, they probably could have stopped him. He literally made three guys do the exact same motion and then comes back with this little stutter kick. I think he even surprised himself. It surprised everyone, the keeper and the defense, and he kind of dinked this little ball in. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was fantastic, and I've talked a lot of crap about him all year, and every single game he continues to give me the middle finger. And kudos to you, Muhammad Salah. This is now your golden boot. He really feels that, I'm sure. I hope so. I hope he listens, and I hope that word gets out to him. He has made me eat my shoe. Um, Can I give Scott Sad of the Day really quick, yeah. Brian, before we move on? Yeah. And now it's time for Scott's Stat of the Day. I mean, the set of the day is simply 29, which is how many points Mo Salah scored in fantasy. Yep. 58 if you captained him. Yeah. I mean, that that's a lot, lot of points. That's a lot of points. That's a, listen, a, a good week, you would have been thrilled with a 58. You know what's interesting about... The teams playing this I was going to say, yeah. If you, I, feel like if you, I feel like if you got the, as, as many points as you had, like even two times the number of players or three times the number of players, I feel like you would have felt like... Okay, oh, yeah. at least I got that much. Yeah, I mean, it, this was about did you captain Mo Salah or not? If you captained Mo Salah, you jumped in overall rank in Fantasy Premier League. Yeah, I went from top 4% to top 2%. Yeah. Literally halved my overall rank. Yeah. I think part of it had to do with the free hit I played, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Or Andy Robertson. I knew you wanted to mention him. Of course I want to mention him because he's been amazing. Because he's been amazing since he's gotten in there. And, and you know, you got... The benefit of you know Liverpool clean sheet here, but Andy Andy Robertson's assist to Salah's on on Salah's goal was perfect. I mean, it was an absolutely perfect ball, and he's been excellent. So you know, I don't know if he's up. To, he's got to be inching closer. I would assume he's gonna. He's already at five. He's got to be getting closer to five point one. I would guess just because of his recent performance. But uh, yeah, one of those guys that was you know. Just happy to hang on to and is just doing outstanding. Just, just for fun, because I own Virgil and I'd consider buying Andy Robertson as well. Mm -hmm. And going big like that on Liverpool defense seems kind of interesting, kind of crazy. But at the same time, I want to ask this question just to kind of get your gauge on things. So there's seven matches left in their schedule. Yep. Right? I'll just do a quick rundown here at Palace, at Everton, Bournemouth, at West Brom, Stoke, at Chelsea, Brighton. Uh-huh. Pretty decent. Yes. All right. I'm going to put the over-under at three and a half. Of the remaining seven matches, over or under three and a half number of clean sheets for Liverpool defenders? Well, the bad thing, right, over. The bad thing right away is that four of the seven are away. If, if it, not, that you're, not that you're expecting them to get scored on every time, but, I mean, it's been a much different Liverpool you're, Are you trying home. to find a reason to say under there, Brian? I'm trying to find a reason. It's just that all of those teams are tr are just crap. If 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 the answer is four, mm -hmm. therefore being over, yep. isn't that worth owning two Liverpool defenders and or a defender and goalkeeper? Yeah, I mean, you. I feel like between Carius, like some you know somebody that you talked about really early on. I feel like we you know I feel like there was a sense that Liverpool's defense had been doing much better. Uh. No, I think it is worth. I think it is worth buying 
I would say, I mean, in the ra- in that range of five dollar defenders, I don't know how many guys you're going to find that are as good or better than Robertson right now. In, right. in the same form, Joe Gomez started this game, uh, and Trent Alexander Arnold, who had started the six previous games, did start. Had, didn't, had, didn't. had started. Yeah. Trent Alexander didn't Arnold did not one. start this match where he had the previous six or so. What are we to think about this the coming week? I think you think nothing about that because it's not really relevant for fantasy, Dave. As much as you keep trying to make it relevant, no, it's not hold relevant. Hold on a second. He's, if you want a part of the Liverpool defense at a 4.3, he is the easiest way okay. to find in there. Or and I'll if they're going to get four out of the last seven clean sheets. Yeah, but I'll also spend a couple more tents and go with the guy I know is going to play, not the guy who's going to platoon. Listen, he hasn't been platooning. That's my point. But he didn't play this match. I just I'm trying a little to South, figure that out. You had a little South Carolina there. In <laughs> That's oh, my, my point. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's not taking away from what you said. I just wanted to point out your your accent betrayed sure. you there. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I know you're really insistent on $4 defenders. I got something else for you right now. That you're going to roll your eyes and think I am the stupidest person ever. I'm not going to think you're the fair. stupidest person ever. Hey, Brian, you're going to love this. Guess who I already picked up this week? <laughs> oh, no. Somebody you should have bought weeks and weeks ago? Joe right. Gomez. No. Adrian Mariapa. You did it. I did. Good for you. I did. Listen, this is very... I mean, I, mean, I guess good for you. This is my bold, dumb statement of the week, and I say a lot of dumb, bold things, okay? Okay. But, Brian, I literally think going out, and obviously I've been wrong on many things before. I've been right on a lot of things as well. Mary Watford's defenders uh-huh. have been really bad against the good teams. Yep. They got smoked 5 nothing uh, against Liverpool this past week. They got smoked 3 nothing two weeks ago at, uh, against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. The two games before that, though, they played West Brom and they played Everton. In both those matches, they got a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. I say all that to say this. Going forward, they, got, they have... They're uh, home to Bournemouth, home to Burnley, at Huddersfield, home to Palace. Then they finish up with at Spurs, home to Newcastle, and at United. But for the next four weeks, I think they're reasonable, cheap defenders, if that's something you're looking for. Scott loves to spend billions of dollars in his defense. I'm just throwing that out there. If you're looking for a fifth defender who is cheap and is going to be playing and has a chance at clean sheets, Look at no further than Adrian uh, Mariapa. Yeah. The only thing that makes me nervous about them is that they are now a lot more healthy in defense than they were several weeks ago. You're saying he might lose some some. Well, I mean, what I'm saying. always there to crush my. Now that you've bought him. Listen, what I'm saying is, like, (laughs) where where was Jose Holobos all season? No one knows. Sucking it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. MIA once Zehalar came on. Yeah, and he was I thought in- he was just on a perpetual red. Well, he, like, <laughs> that, yes, <laughs> also that. But now Holobos is back. This is uh, seven in a row, eight in a row that he started and played full ninety minutes. Uh, Daryl Yanmat's back. You saw. Well, we don't know what the status of Miguel Britos is after after what, what happened to him. But right. still, like Kiko Feminino's back. He played ninety minutes. You know, I just feel like they finally have a lot more options. Go with Sebastian Protel then. He, his position at center back is more secure. They all of their options are exceptionally cheap, and you're right, Dave. With the schedule, if you can nail one of those guys, if you I can find the guy, sure, I'm not buying their whole defense. Right, you you'd be a lunatic to do that. However, yes. 
uh, one guy. It, it definitely is something that you that could benefit you because they're so cheap. Fair enough. All right, let's transition into our close, which is to wrap up this free hit debate. If you haven't heard the last twenty minutes of our pod last week, yeah, you should go back and listen. Now it it's is, a little it's, dated. It's a little dated. A at little this bit. Point, well, obviously, since the week dated, has passed, sure. but uh, it was a great debate over whether or not. Uh, game week thirty one was the right one to play the free hit. It chip. honestly could still hold some relevance because there's going to be another FA Cup weekend, and there's two double match weeks left. So it's probably still worth it going back and listening to because we're not going to rehash it completely. No, here. just to just to give the bullet points though, I was adamant that game week thirty one was the one to play the free hit chip in. You you said over and over this is what this chip was for. That's true, and I still believe that. Okay. Dave, you wanted to save it for the upcoming double game weeks. You gave me some math to yeah. say, hey, there's a higher ceiling. If you get all double game week players, mm-hmm. that's when you want to use that free hit to go ahead and do that. Right. My counterpoint was something like, okay, I'll just build up my squad between now and then with double game week players and go from there. Plus, then I kind of gave you the punchline for my squad which is i only had five guys playing right now now that we're past the matches i want to i want to tell you something so there were three three of the five yeah that played i kept on my on my roster the rest i free hit out okay Got you. so okay. the only three guys that i owned before playing the free hit chip that i kept were sala milivojevic yeah. and stanislaus okay sure yeah which means that essentially three-quarters of my points... Yeah, I was going to say, if you had just played those three, you were decently close to what you <laughs> scored anyway. Came from guys that I did not use my free hit yeah. to bring yeah. in. That's interesting. Now, my, my total score was 111. Yeah. 58 of that came from Sala, 10 each for Luca and Stanislaus. Yeah. However, I do still stand by my free hit chip because the difference between my points and your points is the rest of my squad. It's 34 points. That separated yours? I think so. 30, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. 111, and you had 77. That's right. So yep. it's th- 34 points. So for those of you who are wondering, like, who won the bet, we won't know yet until I use my free chip, my free hit chip, mm-hmm. uh, on the double match week. And I probably will do it. Brian, is this week 34, right? Match week 34? Yeah, week 34, we know for sure that the, f- the first double game week is week 34. Those We know who is having double weeks that week as well. Now, I had this kind of epiphany after just a couple of days ago, after, yeah. long after the matches have been played. For me to only have five guys available in this, patch, in this past match week, means that in theory I could have up to 10 guys just if I don't change anything and there are no injuries. I could have up to 10 guys playing a double game week between now and the end of the year, potentially all at the same time, just depending on when those those matches are scheduled. Yeah. With three transfers between now and game week 34, I should have more than enough to have a squad of double game week players, even though I've already played my free hit chip. Yeah. You could, maybe. That excited me. That's good. No, I would. I mean, it's totally good. And here's the other thing too. Yeah, I'm in second place in our league. Gained yeah. some ground by playing my free right, hit. Right, sure. I'm only eight points behind the guy in first oh, place yeah. in our league, and that's Drew. We've talked about mm-hmm. Drew in the past. Drew was running away a little bit with the league. He was something like forty plus points ahead. Right. And there's one big reason why. For the last about two months, I have stubbornly just c- kept my captain. I'm, yeah. 
on Harry Kane. Oh, I thought you were going to say Salah. Drew has been putting his captain pick on Salah. Okay. And week by week, Kane would do 12 and Salah would get 18, something like that. And I was falling a little bit more behind, but I was stuck. I, I knew I wanted the differential, and I just feel I just felt like Kane yeah. was going to do it at some point. He right. would he'd drop a quarter pounder himself and get me caught back up. The sure. only reason I put the captaincy on Mo Salah was because Harry Kane did not play. <laughs> right. I am very That's fortunate. The first time you got solid captain points in like two months in a, in a long time. That's pretty. That's pretty fascinating, actually. I would have not. I would have said the other way. Now, obviously, if you owned Salah, he was the obvious captain pick, so that wasn't hard yeah, to, to right. do. Uh, but that was the only reason why I did it is because Spurs did not play. I'll tell you what, man, Brian, give me some some info. First of all, I was I was uh, seconds away from captaining Steve Mounier. On the differential, <laughs> but uh, you did No, right? I did not. Steve Mounier, who scored a two. Yes, he who get, did. Who who gave us a spot this week? That's right, man. Thank you, Steve Mounier. No, if if I had done that, I probably would have. I might have pulled out a patch of hair from my head. I think, <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't. Um, do I get anything for scoring 105 with yes. not with nine players not using a free hit? And is that I, does that count for anything? I was anything? going to say that you smoked this week. Without using a free hit, although I think you you took at least a negative four one, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I think I ended up doing that, and I sh- and yet again shouldn't have. Uh, I'm sure it was to I'm sure it was to buy another striker, and it which, didn't. No, which in that case, you know, then at at that point, it's a minus. You know, it's a minus two because okay, I was sure. getting I would have had zero points right. from that player, and sure. then I ended. Up, you and know, you I got, got two points. Right. So long listeners of the pod know the story about how our league ended last year. Just briefly to, yeah. to state it again, you were you were pretty far behind and used all your chips at the end of the year and mm-hmm. ended up with a combination of Kane and Alexis, triple captains and bench <laughs> boosts and and the like. Yeah. I mean, he scored something like. A few hundred points. It was almost 300 points in the last two weeks of the season. <laughs> so and you came from behind to win the league. Yes. You are currently 189 points behind first place. Is it, it's yeah. reachable. Well, Do you feel like you're in the position well, no, you want no, to be in? No, I'm not. No, that's the thing. This is the thing that's tough. And, <laughs> is, and this, I, is, this, is this your plan? This well, listen, no, no I, don't, I don't like it. What the, and I think something that I, I saw that Travis in the league, in our mini league, said yeah. this week, which was, in a way, Salah being here this week kind of took the fun, kind of took the fun out of it. It took the drama away a little bit, and I know that that's like everybody's score was really high, and so that's the part where I'm like, I feel like in a way that the did the free hit work. There's real numbers to say broadly, yes, it did this week. Uh, but I feel but, good about having played. right, and that's the thing. That, so, so I think what you said, and I think you said it as well too, like. In a way, if you didn't use it, you probably feel okay about not using it because your score was still pretty good. If you did use it, likely your score was better than people who didn't use it. And and in that sense, like, yeah, I feel like it was a good move to use to use it. So I thought for sure, especially after the conversation we had on the pod last week, that it was either going to be make or break mm-hmm. for me using my free hit chip. I was going to feel great and come in here gloating, or I was going to be devastated because yeah, I mean, my season was going to be over. Right. And after the early matches, I told my wife, 
I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. And then Mo Salah appears. Yeah. And and rescue the whole thing. And somehow Sala showed us the light and gave us this middle ground where we could all feel okay about the results. It was so funny because in the chat leading up to the uh, up to the matches, I know somebody somebody asked in the fantasy Premier League on their live blog whether or not they should triple captain Sala, and they of course said no. Don't like not advisable. You you know save it for the double week. It was that yeah. was that that was their express sure explicit advice to poor listener some man out there <laughs> who was like I really feel like I should do this and it was like no sir uh, let our expertise guide you you don't <laughs> want to save it for uh, for you want to save it for a better week eighty seven yeah it would have been a well, massive amount of points I, I'm not saying this because it's convenient at this moment there was a there was a a moment. In me looking at my lineup well, sure. and looking at my chips, where I'm like, I'm not playing the free hit this week. What could help soften that blow? Yeah, man, right. if I hit a triple captain, it's not going to be a bench boost. And there's no guarantee yeah. <laughs> in a in a double match week that the triple captain's going to hit either. Right. We've so, seen that before. So, anyways, by mine, I didn't. But oh, so man, the fan, so FPL's own numbers. So their actual numbers. The 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 obvious comparison so far is. 150,000 people used the free hit in week 22. 450,000 managers used the free hit in week 31. Wow. And so you had a double week in week 22. The average score, they said the average score with a free hit in week 22 was 61.2. Not good. The average score without the free hit in week 22 was 50.6. So a 10.6 a 10. point yeah. average difference for using or not using this week 31 the average score with a free hit was 95 and a half the average score without it was 70.1 yeah so a massive like that's yeah. over 25 points yeah uh and and i think that was reflective in our mini league right that's right Everyone. It was about thirty. Everyone but yeah. me. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're so right. everyone that didn't use it scored exactly about, about that in the seventies. Right. That's everyone right. who used it over was 100. over a hundred. That's yeah. right. So now, according to the fantasy Premier League as well, that's ninety-five percent of people who use the free hit increase their overall ranking. Yeah. So. But all of us, I think, Incre went up. And yes, I think it, for you and I, Dave, it's it mostly because we are in the toilet. It's true. It's so true. when you score above average and you're in the toilet, you're up on the bowl. You're at least you're on, the on the rim of the bowl. Dwellers. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, you're inching closer to the seat. You're up on the lip of the bowl. Right. Yeah. This is I just want to get on the lid, man. Yeah. I, if I could just get on the seat. So I went up 500,000 spots. Yeah, I went from one point nine something million to one point four million. This uh, is not a bragging podcast. No, sure. Uh, I I went <laughs> up. I think only about four hundred. Right. So spots. you. So that's a lot. So now the only thing that the that because we now know the week thirty four, the double weeks are out there now. Uh, the only thing that changes strategy a little bit is that in week thirty five, yep, there will only be six matches. Yep. In week thirty five. Burnley, they said, is the only team who has a double week in week 34 who also plays week 35. So, in a way, if there's another chance to use the free hit, 
maybe 35. Anyone who still has it now doesn't have to worry. And that's either either free hit or wild card, which I think there's at least a couple wild card. There might be one or it, two left in our mini. In our, I was going to say, oh, I feel like the, the wild card is almost a better piece to have if you've saved it this long kudos yeah that is some that is some real patience right there that's those are some stones but either way having a free hit or a wild card is really is still really helpful because there's still another week coming up where there's going to be a limited number of teams and then the presumption is right now even though it hasn't been officially announced yet that week 37 will also be a double week so that's correct as it was last year uh the other thing that fantasy Premier League also this I feel like is this is a really key statistic for the end of the season. According to them, there's the estimate is around twelve point six of the top one hundred thousand managers. Only twelve point six still have their free hit. So whatever you can do to strategize here, especially in those double weeks and week thirty and week thirty five. Could be, it, you know, still really is the difference. It could be the difference if you nail it. But I think Scott's point last last week is still valid. Trying to figure out who it is that's going to be playing twice, getting those players and and nailing the lineup, I feel like is really, really going to be tough. It's going to be just as hard as it was to predict the free hit performers this past week yeah. if you used your free hit chip. And And I'm in a situation now where I've used that chip don't have it anymore. I've also used my wild card. Don't have that. Still have my bench boost. Still have my dribble captain. I don't know what I'm going to do with those. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah. here's what I do know. I know that good club. We, we made a distinction between kick <laughs> clubs and <laughs> clubs right. last week. Right. And uh, what I know now is that you know <laughs> clubs played their matches this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The double game weeks, for the most part, are going to be with top clubs. I own a lot of those guys. I'm going to keep owning a yeah. lot of those guys, health permitting, and I'm going to only buy more of those guys, team limit permitting. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm in a bad spot having no. played the free hit. I can now maneuver much better to still play a full and largely double game week squad in the weeks moving forward. Scott, if I was you just, just thinking about it right now, with your free hit gone going into the next double match week, if you already have a lot of those players and you can have a few transfers that you can weasel in a few more, golly, set yourself up for a bench boost that week. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's your next best, in my opinion. The only thing that's standing in my way. Is a triple captain? Nope. It's the fact that I have four... Injuries slash suspensions uh, right now. Yeah. Well, again, well, still for anyone else out there, right, who played the free hit this past weekend, like you, and might have had, you know, a fair amount of players going in the next double match weeks. It seems like a bench boost play is pretty obvious. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you didn't play it right after you used your wild card, and in theory gave yourself the fifteen you really wanted, right? If you didn't play your bench boost right after that, because you can't do it in the same week. Then you're exactly right, Dave. Yeah. Then you need to do it uh, when you've had another chance to reset. Yeah, Brian, I think that's all because I feel like the all the talk about double game week and stuff. I feel like I feel like it's too. It, I mean, you can too see this. You can see the fixtures, and I feel like you know if you. I mean, I'm sure most everyone, whether whether on their website, Twitter, whatever, you can see week 34. I mean, you know who's playing twice. The matchups are not great. 
So the double week that week, I feel like is going to be tricky because, well, just for example, Bournemouth plays twice. They play at Liverpool and home to Manchester United. Do you like that? Not crazy, but I don't like that. Brighton plays twice. They play at Crystal Palace and home to Spurs. Do you like that? No. I don't like either one of those for no. them. That's that's not good. Burnley plays twice. They play home to Leicester and home to Chelsea. Other than being at home, do you like either of those? Not no. the cold clean sheets. Not no. at all. So Chelsea plays at Southampton and at Burnley. Better. Better, you're but they're feeling both better. Still away. Right. Both away and, and at Burnley's not your favorite place for anyone to go play. So I just feel like you look down through the list, you know, Leicester has, you know, they're at Burnley and home to Southampton. That's a little bit better. You feel a little bit better about that, but it's still at Burnley. You know what I mean? I just feel like these, you know, Manchester United has a couple really good ones. Spurs, you know, they're going to play twice and they, you know, they at least get City at home in one of them. And then they play at Brighton in the other one. So Spurs have a, you know, you feel like you could get some points there. I just feel like it's not across the board there. You're not happy about. I, really many of those does arsenal have a double match week that week i thought they did i don't see them on your list no i don't i don't them? know that they do so um I, I what i'm saying is i, I just think you, you know looking ahead especially in week 34 you know, there's nothing really outstanding about that you know i i just feel like it's going to be i feel like it's going to be tricky if you get it right in a week like that where the tricky matchups are all you know Maybe go counterintuitive in that and pick some of the guy. You know, just really go for differentials in a week like that. Yeah. Might be the one way to ma- actually pays off. Maybe. So anyway, just a little bit of a looking ahead. All right. Well, international weekend this coming weekend. Hate those. Well, this one's it's a actually little a bunch dull. of good matchups. Well, it's all a bunch of friendlies. Who cares? So we're gonna come back next week, and uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I'd like to I'd like to do a, a special show specific to now. Okay. About the forward position, considering the injuries and suspensions that, that are out there, yep. there's a lot of maneuvering and a shuffling that's being done to go around, and a lot of extra yeah. cane money to go around. I think it'd be good for us to strategize what to do with the forward position okay, moving sure. forward. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little yeah. show specific to that next week. I like that. Sounds good. Fantasy Soccer FC is our name. That is what you want to look up if you want to find us. We are out there. Twitter, Facebook. We have our own website. We're out Find there. Find us on iTunes. That's right. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Those are always helpful, always appreciated. Uh, and uh, SoundCloud as well. Fantasy Soccer FC on all the platforms and on Twitter. I think we're under an hour. For the first time in a while, we've been under an hour. You're welcome, anyone. There's, there's 10 seconds left for the Fantasy Soccer FC <laughs> podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>